Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDNP, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake, too. Hi, guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Carrots and Cake Podcast. This is super exciting. <laughs> really, it is, because I've been wanting to do a podcast forever, and it just hasn't been the right time, and now it is, and I'm just excited for this next phase and journey of Carrots and Cake. So today, I wanted to talk about the Carrots and Cake story just from the beginning. I mean, if you've been following me for a long time, you might know a lot of it, <laughs> some of it. Um, but if you're fairly new to following me, maybe you found me on Instagram or something like that, you might not know the full story. And coming up this February, it's going to be 13 years since I published my very first blog post on Carrots and Cake. So I figured I would take you guys back to those early days of the Carrots and Cake blog and just where this journey has taken me. Because if, yeah, like I said, if you followed me for over a decade now, you know, I mean... I have been all over the place as far as blog and family life and adventures and business ventures and oh my gosh, all the things. So just figured I'd start from the beginning. So here we go. So on February 3rd, 2008, I published my very first blog post. And the reason I know that date off the top of my head um, is because it just happens to be National Carrot Cake Day. <laughs> which I think is like such an amazing coincidence. And it was probably a good two or three years after I had started the blog that somebody messaged me and said, hey, did you know today is National Carrot Cake Day? Um, and I had no clue. It was just this crazy coincidence. And I mean, I think about it all the time and I'm just like, it was probably meant to be. Um, so I just love that that was the day that I started to publish content on carrots and cake. Um, and thinking back to that time in my life, I was working full time. Um, I was working for Harvard University and I had a typical nine to five desk job and I had just gotten engaged and I wanted to shape up and look awesome for my wedding day. I mean, typical bride. I just wanted to look good and feel good. And I kind of had been reading blogs at the time. I mean, there weren't a ton of blogs out there in 2008. I mean, there were, it's just they weren't as popular as they became. So, you know, having this nine to five job, I mean, I had time to kind of read some blogs in my spare time or during lunch or whenever it was. And I just thought it was such a cool way to share content. And I mean, for me at the time, I had a binder and I always joke about this. It was like, ripped out pages of magazines and things printed off the internet and it was all my recipes and workouts and all this information was just in a binder and it was all in paper form and I really wanted to organize it and have it keep me on track as far as my goals for shaping up to for my wedding day. Um, so I started to put it online as a blog and at the time like I just 
I did it for myself. It was 100% a personal journal diary online. And I really just wanted to organize that content so I could just access it easily. Um, and I really had no intention of anybody ever reading my blog. I really just wanted it for my own motivation. And I had been reading blogs. And I mean, the ones that definitely inspired me, there was the Eat Like Me blog from Self Magazine. And then Kath from Kath Eats was one of the first ones that I discovered. And really, Really, I'm going to profess my love for Kath right now. She's a good friend of mine still many years later. Um, but I just loved her style of blogging. I mean, she was writing about what she was eating and her workouts. And I think she had just gotten married at the time. So it was very motivational and inspiring for me just to see how this young woman, you know, prepared for her wedding and, you know, got in shape. And it just when I found her, it was kind of like perfect timing. Um, and really, like I modeled my blog after hers, you know what I mean? I just loved what she was doing. So I started blogging about what I was eating and my workouts and planning for the wedding. And the thing that really changed, you know, how I approached the blog was just the engagement and interaction that I had on posts where I started talking about the wedding planning and my job, my full-time job. I just feel like so many people could relate to those lifestyle things. Sure, people loved to see what I was eating and my workouts and, you know, maybe they were getting motivation and inspiration from those. But I think what really helped me create an audience in the early days was just my lifestyle and just me being me and sharing my everyday life. And back then, you know, Instagram didn't exist. I mean, Facebook might have been around, but it wasn't super duper popular yet. But I was blogging three times a day. So if I was eating breakfast and having a workout, um, I would post that on my blog and then lunch would come and I would post that on my blog and dinner would come. So I was really blogging a ton, three times a day, every day. I really didn't take many days off. Even now, I don't really think I take too, too many days off from some sort of content creation. Um, but it was in real time. So people were expecting me to publish something and they were waiting for me to publish something. And people were refreshing their pages, just waiting for a new blog post. And I mean, as a reader of blogs, I was doing the same thing on some of some people's blogs just because I wanted to know what they were up to. Um, and back then, it was just... Yeah, it was just this crazy community and engagement. I would get over a hundred comments on blog posts. I mean, at the height of Carrots and Cake, I was getting probably a million and a half to two million views per month. So it was definitely a different day and a different time and blogs were super duper popular. And even thinking about, <laughs> so iPhones and, you know, cell phones weren't what they were, you know, today. And I would be taking photos on a point and shoot uh, camera, which I think is so funny because I haven't used a point and shoot camera in like <laughs> a million years at this point. But I would take photos, I would upload them to my computer, um, I would edit them. Actually, in the early days, I wouldn't edit them at all, I'd just publish them to my blog. So you can see how far blogs have come. And actually, side story I remember being at BlogHer with Kath and the pioneer woman was there and I remember the two of us talking and or Kath and I talking and she told me she said you know the pioneer woman edits every single one of her photos and at the time I was like no way <laughs> like that's crazy it's just funny to think now blogs nobody is putting just a regular photo up there they're all edited so they look beautiful but anyways I was on the point and shoot camera uploading photos but there was this real pressure to blog in real time and I remember like stopping 
like on the side of the road to like upload photos and blogging on planes and blogging late at night just to like get things up because I knew people were waiting for me to publish something. Um, but it's just like such a different take on how blogging is now. Um, because now, I mean, you know, people have full teams helping them put posts together and take photos and the whole bit. And back then, it was just me coming up with content and sharing it on the internet. Um, so yeah, it's just come a really long way. So I think the next transition was probably 2010-ish. Um, but a publisher in New York City approached me about writing a book. And the whole Julie and Julia movie had come out, well, a book and a movie, um, but that was super popular at the time. And they were looking, or the publisher was looking for other bloggers to basically do the same, turn their blogging experience into a book. And yeah, at the time, I was definitely not an author, <laughs> I was not ready to write a book, but I did it. I mean, it was such a great opportunity. I remember the publisher inviting me to New York City. I went out with the whole publishing team. It was such a cool experience, but at that time, I was working full-time at Harvard doing the blog on the side and writing a book, and I can tell you this was one of the hardest points in my life. I was waking up at three or four in the morning, sitting down to a computer, trying to write as much as I can. And I remember there were days I would just sit at my computer and cry just because there was so much to do. I didn't know how to write a book. I wasn't the best writer. And it was a tough, tough time. And during this whole book deal time, I just realized I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. I was all out. I was working all the time. I was so stressed. And I was approached by a nutritional rating company called Nuval. I actually don't think they exist anymore, but they were local. They were in Braintree, Massachusetts. And one of their employees reached out to me and asked if she could do a guest post on my blog. And I thought it was such a cool concept. Um, the company had this algorithm where they rated food on how nutritious it was for you on a scale of one to a hundred. And it was in a number of grocery stores. It was in Hy-Vee and um, Big Y, Price Chopper. I mean, they made it into a number of grocery stores in this area. And, you know, I was in touch with this woman and they were looking for somebody to do some blogging for them, to take over their social media. And it just seemed like such a good fit. It was a part-time job, which I was a little bit nervous about. But at that point, I was making some money from the blog. So between the part-time job at Nouvelle and the blog, I was able to quit my full-time job at Harvard, which was so scary. I remember doing the math <laughs> to seeing if I could actually afford rent. We were renting at that time and living my life and doing a part-time job with the blog because, you know, the blog was taking off, but it wasn't what it was at its height. And it was definitely scary to do that. But looking back, I'm so glad I made the jump because I did have more time to devote to the blog. So the book was finished probably around this this time when everything was happening. Oh, that was such a crazy, crazy time. The book came out. It's called Carrots and Cake. It wasn't my best piece of work. <laughs> 
But I'm so glad I had that opportunity. And honestly, it was just a learning experience and, you know, more book deals came of it. So um, just put me in a better place down the road. But the blog really took off at that point. I was working for Nouvelle and I kept getting more and more opportunities. I was writing for Health Magazine for many years. I was doing blog posts for them, other writing, sponsorships. I was a spokeswoman for various brands. Um, I was traveling. Oh my gosh, so much travel. I mean, I was in California and Colorado and Hawaii and Florida. I heard Michelle Obama speak. Um, I went to Cabo two different times. I went to Israel for a week. I mean, I traveled all over the place, met so many amazing people, met celebrities, met celebrity bloggers, um, went to the CrossFit Games two different times in the height of CrossFit when I was totally obsessed with it, met all the athletes. Definitely a highlight. It was just a crazy time. And I mean, getting sponsored content and making money off ads. And I was traveling so much. I was gone like every other week. <laughs> it was like I was always gone. That was also kind of the height of my running and marathon training. So I was visiting blog friends and running races and just constantly traveling. I mean, I felt like I really was packed up, ready to leave like every other week. And I loved it. I mean, I love travel. It was such a great experience. And I mean, I can absolutely thank the blog for that. And then shortly after this point, this is kind of when Facebook and Instagram started to take off. And I was actually pretty resistant to join. Um, not that I didn't want to join. I just was doing my thing with the blog and I didn't think I needed to go elsewhere as far as sharing my content. And I did. I dilly-dallied on joining both, both of them. And then as they took off, I was like, oh, maybe I should do this. <laughs> Finally got myself on Instagram and Facebook. And around the same time, I got pregnant, and I feel like this was kind of a turning point for the blog and Instagram, social media, even just my focus on what was going on with my business. And in 2014, I had my son, and if you are a blog follower, you probably know the behind the scenes of this. I really wasn't sure if I wanted to share my son on my blog, and deep down, I just felt uneasy about it, and my husband really did not want to share our son on social media, on the blog, and his reasoning was, you know, he's a baby. He doesn't have a choice in the matter, and it wasn't fair to put him on the internet. And then me, just coming from my background with the blog and with the community, I shared my entire pregnancy. I shared every detail of it. For me, it just didn't make sense to stop the blog like that or stop that part of my life without sharing him, sharing my son on the blog. And I definitely wasn't 100% on doing it, but at the same time, I felt like I kind of owed my audience something as far as just sharing that part of my life, which is such a weird thing to say now. But I did. I shared those early days of motherhood and having a tiny infant. And looking back, I am super thankful that I did blog and share that stuff because, you know, being a new mom, you don't necessarily remember all those moments because you're sleep sleep deprived and exhausted. Um, and I do, I have these little posts just from our day in the life and, you know, what we were doing and what it was like having a four month old and what a six month old was doing, what he was eating. And I'm just so thankful that I have all that information, um, just saved on the blog. And I mean, since then, a lot of it has become private, you know, private posts just for me and my family. But at the time, I think that was a big part of 
my life, obviously, it was a big part of my life. I had a baby and I just couldn't not share that on the blog. I just felt like it was part of me and part of the carrots and cake experience. And I had been sharing so much about my life up until that point um, that I just just felt like I needed to. Um, and, you know, like I said, I was a little, little hesitant to do it. I wasn't really sure <clears throat> if that's how you know, I wanted to share my son. Um, like I said, looking back, I think it was worth it in the end. And I mean, all of this, none of this is a judgment towards anybody that shares their children on the internet um, as part of their business. I mean, different things work for different families and you know deep down in your soul what is right for you and your family. So this is not a judgment. You guys know if you follow me, I'm still good friends with many of the women who started blogging in the early days and most of them have kids. So I, no judgments. I mean, I love these people. I love following them. I love hearing about their family. Um, but just for us, it wasn't, I don't know. I just felt really uneasy about it. And then you guys saw over the years as Quinn got older, there was less and less of him on the blog. And now, you know, you see him every once in a while, but it's not to the scale that I was sharing about him as an infant and toddler. Um, so now, you know, he has his own little life. He's six. My baby's six years old. And you'll see him on Instagram stories. He is such a character. He's such a cool kid. Um, but yeah, just not sharing every little detail of his life in a blog post. Um, because yeah, like he has his own little life. He has friends and eventually they're going to discover my blog. <laughs> and like, I just don't want him, you know, feeling weird or uneasy about having his life kind of just like plastered on my blog. Um, again, no judgments. There's no judgments. Every family does what they need to do and what's right for them. And I feel like now I'm in a really good place with how much I share about him. And he is totally the love of my life. And it's been so fun sharing that with you guys, especially those of you who have, you know, six-year-olds or kids that are the same age. Um, it's been fun because I know um, you can relate and I love just hearing from you guys, especially when people leave comments about like how tall he's gotten or how handsome he is or how much he looks like Mal. We get that all the time. <laughs> yes, he looks like Mal. I swear I was there when he was born. <laughs> Um, but yes, they are twins. They're very, very, very cute together for sure. So that was 2004-ish. Um, and then shortly after that, um, Quinn was maybe two, three years old. I was approached by a friend of mine about starting a meal plan company where we would do one-on-one -on -one coaching and offer custom meal plans to our clients. And initially, this was the best idea. I feel like I wanted to move in that direction. Just what I was saying about, you know, separating my personal life from the blog. I mean, obviously, I still wanted to keep the blog alive and share my life, but I was really on the fence about what to do with my son. And honestly, up until that point, my husband really didn't want to be on the blog. He was okay being on there, but he didn't want to be part of the blog in that way. And that's because he is a high school history teacher and many of his students and their parents know about the blog. So for him, he was like, you know what, I just don't want my personal life on the internet. And I understand that that just was something he didn't want. So knowing that he didn't want to be part of the blog, and we were kind of on the fence with Quinn, I just wanted another way to you know, still do what I love and still make some sort of income and help women. And this meal planning thing just made perfect sense. And initially it 
was awesome. Like I said, I really loved it. I really loved creating meal plans for women and coaching women. And it did so well that we ended up developing custom software for making the meal planning process easier. And that business, it was called Design to Fit, and it took off. It really blew up. I think in the first year, we made over $100,000. Um, we had hundreds of clients. We had a staff, I think, of eight to 10 coaches. Many of them were registered dietitians. It was so exciting and so fun and just grew so quickly. And it was an amazing learning experience to me because up until that point, I really didn't think I could do anything else besides blogging. I just was, I mean, if you followed, you probably know some of this, but I was very much an introvert and I was very, you know, I had a personality online, but in person I was a lot shyer and nervous. And I just think about, you know, public speaking opportunities and being on panels and things like that. You know, people saw me as an expert in the blogging world. You know, I was this OG blogger. I had a very, very successful blog, all these travel and sponsorship opportunities, and people would approach me about speaking and being on panels and things like that. And I would turn them down, almost all of them. Every once in a while, I would say yes to one, kind of dependent on what it was. But for the most part, I avoided all of that. And with Design to Fit, we were making videos all the time. We were constantly talking about our business, trying to sell it. I mean, if you are on Facebook, you probably saw our Facebook ads. They were so goofy and they were fun. But I mean, I was forced into this position where I had to make videos. I had to be a lot more confident. And really, that's what got me out of my shell. And it's funny to even think back in those days of blogging that I hated doing videos. Every once in a while, a brand would ask me to do a video and I dreaded it. I didn't want to do it at all. And now all I want to make is videos and <laughs> talk on this blog or blogcast, podcast. And just things have changed so, so much. So even though um, Design to Fit didn't pan out and it ended up kind of being a disaster, I guess I can share some of those details. It really was an amazing experience and I really did learn so, so much from it. So I think where things kind of went wrong with the Design to Fit days is, you know, we were growing super fast, but the software that we built, we invested a ton of money into it. It really was awesome. You could drag and drop, you could add recipes. It was, you could calculate all your macros, had grocery lists, like the thing was awesome. It was like the best software. And my business partner, at the time, she wanted to turn the software into a SaaS model, so software as a service, essentially, where other nutritionists, health coaches, you know, personal trainers, other entrepreneurs or business people could use our software for their own business, which sure was a great idea. I just don't think where we were at that point with Design to Fit, it was the time to do that, and we kind of forced it, you know what I mean? We didn't really know what we were doing. We hired a, a business mentor, very expensive business mentor, but we just weren't in the position to do it. We didn't have enough staff. We weren't really established yet. And for me, deep down, I did not want to do software. I loved coaching. I loved working with women one-on-one. I didn't want to be like a software CEO. And that's kind of where things fell apart for me. Um, it was also really a really stressful time for me and my family because um, obviously I was doing carrots and cake, um, I was doing design to fit, and I was doing nutrition house software. So I mean, we had I had three businesses that I was working on, and really I should have had one full time job, <laughs> not three. And I was very very stressed, and I mean. 
I remember waking up in the morning and, it, you know, in my head, knowing what I had to do for the day, just kind of like a to-do list, meetings, whatever it was, and just dreading the day, like not wanting to get out of bed. That's how much stress and anxiety overwhelmed me. And I also started having health issues. I mean, obviously I was having GI issues with ulcerative colitis. I remember, um, getting eczema on my eyes just because I was so stressed out. I wasn't sleeping. My periods got all wonky. Um, I was just so cranky and miserable. I just feel like I was negative all the time. And I mean, it took a toll on my marriage 100%. And I mean, I feel like I could talk about it now <laughs> because Mal and I are at a good place. We laugh a lot. We really do get along. We're best friends. But those two years at Design to Fit, two and a half years at Design to Fit Nutrition House, like took over my life. Like we were fighting all the time. I felt like I was a crappy mom because I was so focused on my work and it just was a really tough time. And I mean, there were so many breaking points where I was like, this is it. I can't do this anymore. But being so involved in the business, being one of the co-owners, it was really hard for me to just jump ship. Um, and eventually it, it really did get to that breaking point where my health was crap. I felt like I was drinking alcohol all the time. <laughs> like fighting with my husband, yelling at my son, yelling at my dog. It was just awful. And I just couldn't do it anymore. And financially, I invested a lot of money. And I just, the Nutrition House software, it was not taking off. It was really just eating up all our money. And I just didn't want to be part of it anymore. Design to Fit was still doing okay, but I just knew in my soul, I'm like, I can't keep doing this. I should go back to Carrots and Cake, do what I love, do what I believe in, and get out of this nonsense. <laughs> so like I said, um, in the end, like looking back, I mean, I think when it all fell apart, that was probably um, the summer of 2018. It was hard. It was really, really hard. I wasn't sure if I was making the right decision. Um, but at that point, you know, my business partner and I had parted ways. Um, she was going to take on the other businesses and just run them herself. And I was back to carrots and cake world. I just didn't want to live that life anymore. And I knew I just couldn't keep living that way. Like my health was suffering. My marriage was suffering. My family life sucked. It was just, it was time. It was time to stop the insanity and just go back to what I knew and loved. And that summer or shortly, maybe it was the fall, I launched my own nutrition business. I mean, I knew I loved coaching women and I wanted to keep doing it and launch my own carrot and cake nutrition business. And that has been doing great. It's awesome. I love coaching women. And, you know, nowadays I'm offering the functional testing. So, I mean, it's just like the best of both worlds. Um, so after all that ended, I went off on my own and I was trucking along, doing pretty well, still kind of doing the blog, but putting more focus into the coaching. And I kind of got to a point where I didn't know what to do next. So I just... I just felt like I needed some direction. And if you guys follow Jill Fit, Jill Coleman, Coleman on Instagram, she is a fitness business coach. I mean, she works with women who do nutrition as well, but her fitness, her focus is fit, fitness and business. But started following her. Um, a woman actually in the town next door to me was working with her. Actually, a couple of women around in this area were working with her. So I started following her, just seeing what she had to offer, and I ended up signing on with her last October, so October 2019. And I remember our very first 
meeting, she asked me, she was like, what is your goal? And I told her I wanted to get away from blogging, blogging every day at least. And I wanted to feel like my business had a focus, that I knew what I was doing and I knew my purpose and I just had focus in what I was doing. Um, and she was like, all right, let's do that. And I remember um, being so nervous about stopping the blog. I was like, you know, I've blogged almost every day for 12 years and I am constantly producing content. And for me, just to stop the blog seemed really, really scary. And I remember talking to Jill about it and she's, she basically was like, you got to rip the bandaid off. You just got to do it. And I did. I wrote a blog post. And it basically, it's called The Future of Carrots and Cake. You could Google it. It will probably pop right up. And I just explained all of this. I love coaching. I want to focus on coaching. I don't want to blog every single day. And that was it. And it was scary. And honestly, I did get a lot of mean and nasty comments. People were really upset that I made this decision. And I get it. I mean, people don't like change. And, you know, as much as they love the blog, um, it was hard for them to see it go. So I totally get that. Um, I'm still blogging a few times a week. There's still content there. So I mean, if you're still following on the blog, thank you. I appreciate it. But I have moved on. I've moved on to other things. And I really do love the coaching. And last fall, um, I decided I just needed more education. I wanted to help women in a different way. And I've been doing macro nutrition coaching for these past few years. And I think macros are such a great tool as far as bringing awareness to your food, <clears throat> portion sizes, your habits. And they are, they're not a diet, but they are an amazing tool for just helping women get to their goals. But the more women I worked with, and I've worked with hundreds of women, the more I worked with them, the more I realized it wasn't just the macros. And that's the thing. I had clients who were quote unquote hitting their macros every single week and they were crushing it, but they weren't seeing the results that they wanted. And I just knew there was more to the story, like how much they were exercising, how stressed out they were, hormone imbalance, gut issues. And I just knew deep in my soul that there was so much more to the story. So I enrolled in the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Program um, and started learning about functional nutrition and functional testing and how these things can be used to help women and people in general feel better. And it was fascinating. I absolutely loved it. They actually have <laughs> some advanced courses I'll probably sign up for just because I loved learning how the body works and how nutrition and lifestyle can play a huge part in getting you the results that you wanted. So nowadays, I'm an FDN, I graduated in June, I've been testing my one on one clients, and the tests provide so much awesome information related to hormones and stress levels, cortisol, um, gut health, the whole bit. And these tests are so, so important. And they really are the basis of many of my recommendations and the protocols that I develop for the women that I work with. And we still use macronutrition. It's very much part of the story, but I think the functional testing really gets us off on the right foot as far as having data and, you know, assessing, not guessing, and really moving us on the right path to get results. Um, and then, of course, using those macros to get us there. Um, 
but yeah, started working with Jill, did the FDN program, and then the end of, towards the end of last year, I was approached about writing a macro cookbook. And I knew at the time I already had too much on my plate, but I couldn't turn it down. And I even talked to my husband, who often talks me off a ledge when it comes to taking on new things. And he even said, he's like, you got to do this. This is such a great opportunity. And I've wanted to do a cookbook. And the fact that it was a macro cookbook, I was all in. I mean, it just sounded like the perfect opportunity. And of course, with these books, they have quick deadlines. So I wrote a 300 recipe macro cookbook in four to five months. <laughs> Actually, it was probably more like six months when all was said and done with the edits and things like that. Um, but that was quite the experience. Um, but that I'm so glad I did it. Like I said, I really wanted to do it. It's called the Everything Macro Diet Cookbook. You can find it on Amazon and in Barnes and Noble. And in January, it's going to be at Target. So if you're a Target fan, please keep a lookout. And also with Jill, um, she's really pushed me out of my comfort zone as far as doing other things besides blogging. And this is what, I'm, what I was kind of saying with like Design to Fit and Nutrition House. Like I just built this confidence confidence where I can do other things besides blogging. And as much as blogging got me to where I am today, um, I just think there's so much more for the Carrots and Cake brand. And with Jill, I launched my first fitness program. It's called Strong Made Simple. It was super successful. People loved it. And just a little side note, there probably is another program coming this spring. So keep a lookout for it. I think it's going to be focused on training smarter, not harder, because I feel like a lot of us, myself included, um, tend to overtrain. And I am really big on sharing my story with overtraining because I really messed up my body <laughs> and my mind and my soul. And I am just a big proponent of not overtraining, especially for women who are in their 30s and 40s and 50s, because it's just can be really, really hard on the body. But anyways, with Jill launched that program, um, launched some group coaching programs. Um, the next one is going to be in February. And then I also launched a course, which I never thought I would ever do. And um, it's called Faster Metabolism. It's all about reverse dieting. Um, it's a four-week course. But yeah, I mean, Jill really helped me do a number of things I didn't think I was able to do. Um, also, a webinar, a bunch of webinars that I've hosted. I actually hosted a three-hour webinar, a bunch of free webinars. Um, but stuff like this, even, you know, a few years ago, I would have absolutely turned down because I didn't want to speak in front of people or I didn't know what to say and I would get so nervous. So the fact that I'm doing these live trainings all the time and coaching group coaching all the time, Zoom calls, Zoom coaching calls. Um, I just feel like I've come a really long way as far as just being the girl behind her computer sharing what she was eating and how she was exercising. Um, and yeah, this kind of brings us up to today, to 2020. This year was all about getting my signature coaching program off the ground. It was called the Macro Movement Project, and it was all about creating a nutritional master plan for yourself. So instead of like your typical macro challenge or Whole30 or you know track what you're eating and starve yourself for four weeks, like that type of thing... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. It really was educating the women in the group and teaching them how to make a plan 
for themselves, you know, dieting, reverse dieting, maintenance, bulking, um, like really planning out their nutrition ahead of time. Um, and they made their plans for the entire year. So they know exactly what to do and what phase of nutrition they're in. And for that reason, they're going to get better results. And mentally, I think, think they're going to be in a better place because I think a lot of us see Instagram or Facebook and you see these like side-by-side -side photos and it's like, hey, I lost 10 pounds in four weeks, you know, stuff like that. And it's just not realistic. I mean, sure, it can happen for some people, but how did you get there? Like, did you totally cut your calories? Like, did you exercise a ton and did you maintain your results? And I feel like for a lot of people that get those quick results, they don't maintain them. So for the Women in the Macro Movement Project, we really focused on sustainable results and how to get them and giving ourselves time to go through each phase of nutrition to get you those good results. And at the same time, being able to live your life and not white knuckling through a, a diet and, you know, suffering and not macroing harder, like being able to live your life, but doing it in a very purposeful way to get you to your results. So, um, I'll tell you guys more about this in the future, but if you're interested, the next group is going to be happening in February, and it does include workouts and coaching calls and all sorts of awesome materials to really help you figure out a plan for you, like an individual, personalized plan. And... I guess that brings us up to today where I am still doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. I've hired two women to help me coach. They are my co-coaches. They focus on the macronutrition while I focus on the functional testing. So it's a two-phase um, relationship where I work with the client one-on-one, -on -one, getting them their functional testing. Once their results come in, create a protocol for them, and then they go off to one of the coaches on my team where they help them as far as accountability goes, as far as the recommendations go and helping them with macronutrition. So helping them use their diet and their lifestyle to get them their results while also supporting the recommendations given um, through the functional testing. So it's a really great process and works really well. And I just feel like women leave our coaching with just a really well-rounded approach to nutrition and lifestyle and, you know, getting the results that they want. So I feel like I've come a long way, but we're in a really good position as far as coaching and functional testing. So that's the story. Um, like I said, February will be 13 years of carrots and cake. And, you know, I've changed with the times. I mean, I think a lot of the carrots and cake story is about resilience and yeah, changing with the time because the internet is kind of like the wild, wild west and it's always changing. And for me, I wanted to do different things and I wanted to try new things. And it's not necessarily that I don't love the blog and what I developed there, but I want to be able to do different things. I mean, I blogged for 12 years almost every day. And I mean, like I said, I'm still blogging and I just love being able to do other things. And I think coaching women and getting women healthy is probably my number one priority because I have been through quite the health journey as far as um, having ulcerative colitis. It's been almost 10 years of that journey and then having really terrible hormone balance to the point where I thought I was a crazy person <laughs> at times. And I will talk about both of those things in future episodes, but I just feel like I just want to help women. I don't want them to go through what I went through with doctors and getting non-answers and not getting healthy. And doctors telling them to go on hormonal birth control when that's probably the last thing that they need. <laughs> so this is all 
for a different day, a rant for a different day. Um, but I just think carrots and cake as a whole, I'm in just a better place um, mentally, physically. My family is a better place. We're much happier. Um, and I'm not, you know, on all the time, which I think my body can appreciate. And just changing from this sharing everything about my life all the time to, you know, picking and choosing what I share and offering my community good quality content and things that can really help them. I think that's probably the most important thing to me right now and just helping as many women as possible and helping them get healthier, but then also showing them that healthy living can be fun. It can be easy. It doesn't need to be stressful. It doesn't need to be all black and white and that you can have your carrots and cake too. So that's all I have this week. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging for this whole super long story. I think I got all the highlights <laughs> the last almost 13 years. Um, but again, stay tuned for the next episode and yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon.